Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sorry, Casual Speaks, Jared and Bob here. And I got a, uh, I got an opening rant to kick us off here. Um, so thankfully, uh, the good people that do all of the work that saves the planet, uh, you know, because they really care, right? You know, assholes like you and I, uh, we don't really care about the planet. We don't, we don't do anything to save it. We actually hate the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, uh, there's plenty of people that exist that love the planet and do everything they can to save it. And they have just come up with a brand new solution that I think is perfect and it's going to save the world and stop global warming and uh, fix the ozone and, and all this stuff. So I want to commend um, the people of New York City for putting together a new law that focuses on cutting emissions in the city by 75%, specifically for pizzerias. I saw this. So they don't want what what they it's like wooden coal fired yep. ovens. Yep. So if anyone's ever been to New York City, uh any of our listeners or watchers on YouTube, um you know that New York City is most likely the place with the best pizza in the entire country, right? You can make the argument that the North End in Boston could potentially be better. I don't know. It's 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 between New York City and Boston, right? It. I don't think Which, there's I anywhere think else. New York, you're going to get more, right? Correct. So there's certainly more in New York. So, you know, either way, the style, like whether it's North End or it's New York, like I really don't know. I've never been to New York. Um, the New York or the thin crust style of pizza is by far the superior pizza. Agreed. And I don't give a fuck what you want to try to tell me about a bar pizza, a deep dish, a Detroit. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I really don't. I saw the other day someone, I think it was Big Jim Murray from 98.5 The Sports Hub, posted on Twitter about um, something about pizza and was like, he said, for some reason it came up and he goes, don't come at me with your Detroit style pizza. It's a fucking mess with sauce layered on top. He goes, you cover up a mess with sauce. That's your pizza. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. That's I how don't. he described it. So like, this is the thing. Like, I don't doubt that you can find very good Chicago style or, or I guess is the Chicago style, the deep dish, or do they have another thing? Is that yeah, cheap? Chicago's Sunday? Chicago's the deep dish. Okay, so it, but the Chicago deep dish is also—is it sauce on top? No, is it toppings under cheese? What the fuck do they do? Do they do something weird? I think they. I think Chicago does um, toppings they, under the cheese. Sauce, sauce on, top. on top. They do sauce on top, okay. and I think Detroit copied them kind of. So I think Detroit is a mixture. It, it's a. Of, it's a fucking. It seems like a bastard child between Sicilian and Chicago. It is. It is. That's exact. That is. You literally just took the words out of my mouth. That's how I was going to describe it. Was I was going to say a fucked up blend? So a bastard child is a little bit more uh, specific. So yeah, say bastard child between Sicilian and Chicago. That's what it seems like on the surface. And I have no intentions of ever going to Detroit, so I'm never going to be able to taste. Yeah, 
authentic Detroit style. Yeah. That'll never happen. Nope. Although I guess you don't have to go to Detroit. Like I'm sure there's like, if I ever go to Michigan, like I could see myself going. Yeah. I mean, you can just order a little Caesars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You get the hot and ready to go. It's like five bucks. Just pull it out of the fucking pull it out of the microwave. (laughs) Yeah. Sick. (laughs) Um, yeah. So what's their big plan? So, so by, yeah. so, so, so back to New York. Yeah. So New York, New York city in particular uh, has now ruled that pizzerias must cut their carbon emissions by 75% because burning coal and wood, which for anyone that doesn't know, coal is, is the same thing. Wood. <laughs> coal is wood. Um, it's wood that's been burnt that you're going to burn again. Yes. That's that's all that's it all is. charcoal is. Yes, charcoal. Yep. Yep. It's it's pre-burnt wood. Well, what it in <laughs> in what it actually does, it takes the smoke out of the equation. Right. Yeah. That yes. So yeah, so you don't have smoked pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so um if if anyone that lives in New York City uh lives in any any pizzeria, yeah, the pizzeria that lives in New York City, um, they need to um, let me see where I want to find the price. Cause they include the price. There's a, there's a device that they need to install in their exhaust. Um, that's like an air filtration system. Uh, oh, it's a nice and easy $20,000. So it's, uh, it's real cheap. So, um, you know, because restaurants are already known for being uh, great money-making businesses. <laughs> yeah, I, that's insane to me. They want they want any pizzeria. Yep, any pizzeria that uses coal or wood to heat their ovens now has to install a twenty thousand dollar air filtration unit in their exhaust system. Because everybody knows that the root cause of global warming is the pizza ovens in New York City. And the gas ones are fine. Yeah. Yep. Propane ones are fine. Yep. Yeah. That's the problem. Man, thank God for New York City. Like, what would we do without them? I got no use for that place. It's not as bad as LA yet, but... It's pretty fucking close. Never mind that, like, you can go literally across the river into New Jersey, into Hoboken, and uh, we don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to spend twenty thousand dollars on an air filtration unit for your wood-fired brick oven that you cook pizzas in, right? So now. We could play the game, right? Like you could, you could probably figure it out, come close. It's, you know, it's going to work probably against you and for you. The fact that there's so many people in New York city, but like an average, I'm not talking like a, I don't know any famous um, pizza places in New York city, but say like a pizzeria Regina, right? Which is in Boston, the equivalent of that in New York um, is going to be just fine. Right. But like, like a Santarpio's equivalent, right? They'll probably be fine. Um, but like, I'm trying to think of a 
of a like a random it doesn't matter it, just a random middle of the road pizza place that's not uber famous you know if all they do is sell pizzas if they're just like strictly a pizzeria um like i'm thinking of that place in um in southie that's right on the corner of um at all where lincoln tavern like with the road of lincoln tavern and uh capo is right there if you go all the way down to the main road which i think is west broadway right on the corner there's like a little pizza shop right like a place like that in new york city you know like if you're if you're cranking out pizzas at 20 bucks a pop well you we'll use round numbers here say it's 20 bucks for a pizza right what are they probably making on the pizza i don't know maybe like 16 17 bucks like i don't maybe a little bit less maybe 15 bucks like they're actually like gross profiting after including wages and things like that maybe it's 15 dollars on a on a 20 dollar pizza right could be even less but let's 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 be generous so how, like how many pizzas are you going to fucking make in a week like how much money is that business actually making right like so the only thing that like so i know 20 20,000 stupid it's like so I, my question is because i wasn't listening uh is the $20,000 thing a monitor or is it the solution it's the solution so okay, okay. so for 20 so it's either don't use coal or wood. Yep. Which would mean changing your oven. Yes. Which for some of these places is a fucking billion years old. Right. Or you pay the 20 grand to have this thing. Yes. So here's here's my only thing. I I am sympathetic to that bullshit rule. But if you own a pizza shop in New York City, if you can't afford a 20k like system to keep the business going how the fuck do you pay rent like that's like that's my only thing is like yeah. well the I other thing like, they say is it takes maintenance too like you have to maintain the unit oh of course you do yeah um, so it's $20,000 to like get it installed they don't say the cost of what it costs to maintain but one of the guys, because they, it's an article that I read it from, and they interviewed. Yeah, year. they they interviewed um, like a pizza shop owner, and he was like, "I got to spend twenty thousand dollars to get this thing installed, and then I have to pay to maintain it." Yeah. No, again, it's like my only thing is like we're not talking, we're we're talking like big boy expenses, like big time rents, big time insurance. So it's like. To have a pizza place in New York City isn't like cheap. Like you can't run that lean of an operation and have it be there. Unless you're a front for something else, in which case twenty thousand is <laughs> annoying, but like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um Yeah, and then it would so again, it's like the businesses, yeah, it's like again, you know, yeah, just just make it as hard as you fucking can on like the businesses in your fucking city. Yep. Maybe another fucking corporation can just come in or whatever or not. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know. Well, the other thing too is it's fucking meaningless. Well, as I was I was just about to say it's not going to do anything. No. Like nothing. Even it's if there's 500 pizza shops in new york city it's nothing 
that's that's nothing. That's nothing when it comes to emissions. Nothing. Right? Like it is absolutely nothing. All of the pizza shops in New York City probably equate to like two cars a year, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like as long as someone is still driving a Hummer somewhere, <laughs> like it cancels out the 500 fucking pizza shops with this new air filtration system. Yep. Does not matter. Yeah. I'm talking like the original, like a, like a 1998 old school Hummer original, not those bullshit H2s that are on Chevy Suburban chassis either. So like, it's just the dumbest thing ever. But here we are. This is what we do, right? We, you know, it goes all the way back to, I said all the way back, but it goes back a couple of years ago, right? When everyone was like, hey man, like we really want, you know, cops to stop killing black people. Oh yeah, 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 I hear you. We'll take on Jemima off the bottle. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we really want to stop global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got you. Uh, we'll install uh, carbon filtration systems on every single pizza shop in uh in new york city like everywhere no 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 just in new york city yeah and ju- just the water coal burning ones yeah yeah it's like oh okay like what are we doing again it's just this this is it's stupid it's meaningless and it's another example of government like getting in the way of fucking everything Oh, just wait until New York like really like does something of action where it's like cars either won't be like allowed into the city or like yeah. there's be, like a massive a massive uh toll to come into the city. Oh, it's going to be a disaster once they once they really get their hands on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck that place as far as I'm concerned. I've been to New York City once and I'm good. I've never been and I don't see a reason to go. Yeah. Like I don't say. like I don't I don't know what anyone could make a compelling argument for the reason for me to go would be. Yeah. Like what would I do there? Nothing that you can't do in Boston. Oh, I hate Boston. I also hate Boston. <laughs> People think Boston's a good city too. Like, is it? Like I know I hate it because it's like, I would say the only like the real draw to Boston is the food, right? Like if the food wasn't good, Boston might as well be fucking Birmingham, Alabama, right? Like I like who gives a fuck, right? Like no one gives a shit, but like outside of the food and like, okay, fine. I'll give you the history, right? Cause there's some assholes that are out there like, Oh yeah! Wow, I really want to see the Bunker Hill. Well, so that's the thing is, I'm not asking why. So I'm not like I'm asking what's the appeal of Boston because I don't don't know the fucking difference. I know what I'm looking for in Boston. In Boston, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, generally, what I'm looking for is a southern city. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because people tell Boston, great, great place. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean. it's compact, right? Like it's not that big. So if you go to a place like Chicago or Atlanta or LA or, you know, Dallas, like any other like major city, even New York, right? Like they're like physically big, right? Like Chicago's fucking massive. I think it's the second largest city like 
in square miles in the country. I think I, I forget the order, but the top three are Chicago, Jacksonville, and Houston. So it's like you can, we've talked about it before, right? It would be the equivalent of like, I'm standing in Burlington and you're standing in like fucking Quincy and we're both technically in Boston. Yeah. I like, like that's how big Chicago actually is. Um, but like Boston is condensed, right? Like you can, it would be fucking miserable, but you could, you could walk like basically anywhere you need to go. Right. Like I'm thinking like if you needed to get from Fenway over to the garden or the North end, you could walk. I've done that walk. Yeah. It might take you like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not bad, but like you could walk it, right? Like you ain't walking from fucking North Chicago to the South side. Like you're not even, you're not even walking from Dorchester to. Yeah, exactly. Well, for other reasons, but like you're definitely not walking. Well, the same somewhere. reasons you're not walking in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you're like even if it was just like a straight line, like you're not walking from Hyde Park to yeah, you know, the Charlestown Bridge. Yeah, like I wonder. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop it in uh, my maps really quick to find like the actual distance from Fenway. Dude, Fenway to the Garden is not bad. I've I know I've walked that before. Yeah. Um, let's see. TD Garden. So from Fenway to the Garden is two point nine miles. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say because because yeah. you you have to whatever the route is. I, again, I don't remember it anymore. But like you just take the from the Garden to Park Street. Yeah, not far. Yeah, cut through cut through the common bomb down Newberry street. And then you're like effectively there. Yeah. So you from end to, cross, to end, what, what is, uh, you're crossing the pike, right? You're walking over the pike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's right there. So effectively from end to end, right. Cause Fenway is like the end of Boston, right? If you go, if you go past Fenway, you're now in Brookline. So from Fenway to the garden, which is in the North end, that's, We'll call it three miles, right? Like, that's so fucking small. Yeah. Now across, like, if you want to go from, you know, Fenway what, the to point of the seaport to yeah, or um, Castle Island, right? Like, if you go Fenway to Castle Island. That is in a car in a non-direct route. That is 5.4 miles. Yeah. And then, yeah, again, depends on to where you want to like draw the line. Yeah. Because like if you want to go from like the Hyde Park corner to, you know, the Winthrop East Boston line. Right. It's going to appear to be further. Yeah, exactly. But like effectively the, the longest distance to travel from end to end in Boston is about five and a half miles. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's kind of an appeal to people. I think my biggest thing is the fucking, the fucking headache that all of it is. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. If the traffic wasn't so bad and if they were like, I, I actually think I now I do find it a little annoying. Cause it's just, again, not always like my scene. 
that's probably more like the people because like the like everything down south's a little more laid back everyone's so fucking like high strung high strung that's a good way to put it everyone's just so fucking high strung up here so it's either like it's just it's just annoying but anyway yeah if if i would say if bars didn't have covers if people weren't complete assholes and if the traffic didn't suck like real bad i'd probably hate it a lot less yeah i would agree but like think- going but like going in so it's like okay now i'm going to have to sit in traffic i'm, I'm going to have to fucking deal with traffic just to get here sick like yep this 15 minute drive might take 50. Yeah. It's like, then it's like thinking about some of the bars. It's like, like when we go down to any Southern city, we have no issue just like popping in anywhere. And it's usually fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever gone into a like bar in a Southern city, which I, again, I haven't been to all of them, but you know, I've been to a decent amount. And I've never like walked in and been like, oh, wow, this is like a really, really bad scene for me right now. And like, I feel like every bar in Boston's like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Sully and Patty and fucking, you know, McDonough. Oh, yeah, you're either, you're either you're They're running. all like screaming at the TV slamming fucking beers well, i don't on the, know on the bar. I, well, I also don't know too because sometimes it's like okay is this a club or a bar and then it, like because again, yeah. again dude i don't know what it is when we go away we just go places and it ends up fucking being fine yeah it just doesn't feel that way well, what Boston. certainly helps with the southern cities too and the bars is that everything is an open front right like it's just oh, like true wide open whereas in boston it's like everything's closed off is this a bank is it a club? Is yeah. it a bar? Is it a grocery store? I have no fucking idea because it all looks exactly the same. Yeah. And like <laughs> some places are dress codes. Some places are not. Some places right. are lines. Some places are not. Some places are covers. Some places are like you can get in fine, but if you want to go up, then there's a lot. It's like, what the fuck, man? Also, is there anything more elitist, like northeast part of the country than? a bar where you purchase alcohol and get shit-faced having a dress code stupid that's the dumbest fucking thing ever stupid and i remember and i like and this is part now again i um have i had this issue before i know i don't don't know if i've had this issue before but i know for a fact part of like figuring out oh where should we go some people like oh they they have they probably have a dress code it's excuse me yeah how the fuck is this a problem yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Also, like, who the fuck are we? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just a couple of dirt bags. You know what I mean? Like, I don't belong in a place that has a dress code. Well, that's why we didn't go. Well, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, 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 well, I made, well, it, listen, if I was part of the deliberation, I made it very clear. I don't do dress <laughs> codes. Yeah. Like, I'll do a cover. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not thrilled about it, but yeah. Like, I've done them. I feel like down south, the only time you really run into a cover tourist traps is the tourist trap. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was going to say, or there's like something, right? Uh, like, yeah. I feel like whether they have like 
dueling piano bar or like a karaoke bar or like, you know what I mean? Like there's some sort of like attraction, but I guess that's kind of covered with a, the tourist trap. I think that's a better way to kind of encompass all of it. Yeah. Like their only reason they're charging a cover is because of where they're located. Yeah. Not because they have an attitude that they like should or deserve it. Right. Even like on Broadway in Nashville, like granted there's literally a million bars in like you can trip and fall. um, But not one of them charges a cover. Mm -mm. Not one. So. I don't know. Here we are in fucking Boston. Oh, you can't come. Oh, you're wearing sneakers. Oh, you can't come into my bar. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's what's different about your bar? Do you use bourbon to make your old fashions? Cool. Do you have something fucking special about your bar? Well, you know, yeah. it's 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 uh we need to. Oh, you can Oh, you can't come in wearing a graphic tee. Yeah. What the fuck is why the fuck is that a rule? Yeah, blow me. You know what I mean, like fucking Actually, you know what? I'm glad you said that cuz I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will now be taking my money elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is a very northeast elitist thing, right? Because obviously you run into that all, all everywhere in New York City too. Well, I've never been, so I don't yeah. see a need to go. Yeah, yeah. Dress codes, like what the fuck? Yeah, lines, lines Ugh, to get in lines. places. Yeah, and like the fake lines, right? Like that used to be a thing. They would like artificially create lines outside to make it look like there's a lot of people in there. So everyone wants to go there. And it's like, I don't know what kind of fucking people you're attracting, but again, maybe it's because I don't belong in Boston and I'm just kind of always been a dickhead and a little bit of a contrarian. But like, if I see a long ass line outside of somewhere, the last thing I think of is, Ooh, I need to go there. Why do you think I've never had fucking Hattie Hattie B's hot chicken in Nashville? Yeah. There's a line around the building. Yeah. Been twice, never had it. Yeah, I I've want been, it. I want to try it. Yeah. I think I got it the first time. Actual Hattie B's or did you go somewhere else? Um, I think actual Hattie B's because I stayed in the I stayed in the same place that we stayed in for yeah. the Pats game. <laughs> I was on the second floor, and then for the Pats game, we were on the first floor. Pats go back there next year. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, am I going to make my fourth trip to Nashville? <laughs> I think it's worth it for a game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see where, where the other games are at, but we still haven't picked out a game this year. Have we? Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. We're like pretty fucking big time slacking on everything this year. Like Vinny, Vinny sent us the the text to the the guys weekend group. Like last, like literally last weekend, it was like, "Hey, are we still planning on going away the like the weekend of July 8th? And I just responded, "Was like, good question." And then no one like picked it up. So the answer now is no, um, yeah. because there's a zero percent probability that we're going to be able to find a home for rent that's reasonably priced. Um, what are we nine days away? <laughs> Well, that's my other thing is I'm like, I needed to kind of like arrange that yeah, with work and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably just throw out a text to like 
you, Vinny, Bill, and whoever, and be like, hey, do you guys just want to go play golf somewhere on Saturday? So that'll probably end up being a thing, but looks like we, uh, we're hardcore slacking this year. Well, I haven't forgot about the game. I'm just trying to figure, I'm trying to well, figure We still out what- have time for the game. Yeah, well, I'm also trying to figure out what I want to do because if we do a Patriots game, someone has to get left out no matter what. Right. Um, Which obviously, whatever. Then it's like, okay, well, if we're going to leave somebody out, well, we have to look at like, what's the deal? Like the same things we normally do. Like what's the deal with tickets? What's the deal with flights? What's that right. looking like? Right. And then it's like, all oh, as is, the options weren't awesome again. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, did we just get really lucky for three years in a row of getting like good draws or like, um, is it just been a bad well, what, what we what we do? We did Nashville, Baltimore. Nash, and... we did Nashville, Baltimore. Oh, and Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte sucks, but we went right. Um. Yeah, I mean we're get so what what we're getting is a, we're getting a little bit of bad luck with the Buffalo game the last two years. Yeah, the Buffalo game has not been conducive to go, so that knocks that out. I got no use for New Jersey. We're going there twice this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Jones won't go to Pittsburgh, which is fair. Yep. But now half the schedule's gone. Right. That's four games. Which leaves. Miami, Vegas, Dallas. I'm missing one. Denver? But isn't Denver like a goofy, no, like a Monday night I game? Think, I don't know if it was in Denver. Because we, we, we absolutely would have considered going to that. Or is it like a Christmas game? I, Denver might be Christmas. There was a reason we... because. My thought going in was like, yeah, Denver would be ideal. Um, but I think it was. Oh, is it Christmas? I think it's a Christmas game. Cool. Um, let me see if I can pull up the schedule. Patriots schedule. Um, yep. At Denver on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So there, yeah, <laughs> December there we go. 24th. Like, because last year the last year the big issue was um like Arizona would have been cool, but it was a Monday night game. Minnesota was a Thursday was, night. Was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was oh it was Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Uh Vegas was expensive. Green Bay was your wedding. Yes. It was the week before my wedding. So Green Green Bay. So we had Pittsburgh again, which yep. Jones won't do. Again, fair, <laughs> fine. Right. Um we had yeah, so we had Pittsburgh again. So that's out. Green Bay was too close to your wedding, either same weekend or too close. Mm-hmm. Arizona, um, Arizona, Minnesota were weekday games. Yep. Buffalo was week 18. Yep. Miami was in September. Yeah. It left nothing. Like literally nothing. Yeah. 
Indy. I think it left Indy. Did we go to Indy last? Did, did the Patriots play Indy last year? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. They might, might have been have. two years ago. Yeah. We're playing home against Indy this year. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the schedule's been a little shitty lately. So, um, or the schedule's been part shitty and then part people have shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's really fucking lame that Denver is Christmas Eve. Well, dude, like again, it's like anything, any other week, and it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Same with right. and uh, Jones can't do Miami, so it's like okay. Well then, so like I said, if we do Dallas, it leaves you out. If we do Miami, it leaves him out. So someone gets left out, no matter what. Right. But it's like, you know, could any of this been in like fucking November? Like any of it. Yeah. I don't know. We did play the Colts last year, but it was home. Cleveland was the other away game last year. Yeah. Cleveland. I'm going to yeah, go Cleveland. We're not going to fucking Cleveland. Yeah, okay. Where the water catches on fire. <laughs> I'm all set. Which also, to be fair, I mean, there's like, there are only so many like stadiums that we would consider to be like good. Yeah. Or like good trips, and then it has to work out, right? Like, like the other thing too. Like, I'm not going to Philly. They're fucking too crazy. Yeah, I see no need to yeah. attend an away game at Philadelphia. Yeah, oh my, it, we would we would have to put a muzzle on Vinny. <laughs> What's the? Th- it, it's just like it. It would just be hell the whole time. We would have to. He'd have like, to be even a gimp. if like like we even, literally have to turn him into a gimp. Even if he didn't get into a fight or get arrested, it would just be hell the whole time. Yeah. That's all it would be. Yeah. And for what? Philadelphia? Yeah. Cool, man. Like, I'm sure the fucking, the roast porks are great. Yeah. Your cheesesteaks are good. Everything else kind of fucking sucks. I went to Philly in like eighth grade. That was our trip. We did like a, whatever, four day, three days or four days. It was fine. I mean, I, I remember it being fine. It re- it reminded me a lot of Boston, actually. Yeah, well, like, yeah, and it's like we're not going to go to a fucking Commanders game until probably until they get a new stadium, or at least they sell the team. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go in that stadium. It literally falls apart. Like there, you see the videos. <laughs> I'll of try like, to get underneath the falling concrete. Yeah, the stands literally fall apart. <laughs> Easy trip, though. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know which stadium is worse. The uh the command what is it even called now? It's not I don't think it's FedEx Field anymore, but if, if like right. the Commander Stadium or the Oakland Coliseum. Because oh, the, Oakland, Oakland. The Oakland, Oakland Coliseum is literally held together with duct tape. Have you That's... seen those pictures of the there's workers <laughs> going on like the steps and they just take out a roll of duct tape and they just duct tape over the steps. Pretty good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, so we could um, we could maybe do a Bruins game. I think that's what you mentioned, right? Yeah, I think I think my my thought was uh, like if we still do the away game, whoever get like like if we still do the Patriots away game, that's cool. 
And like, let's also try to do a Bruins game where all four of us can go. So it's like, okay, if we do have to leave somebody out because right. schedules just don't align, like, right, that's fine. Again, I'm not like a like all or none. Right. Because the other thing too is like, I've been talking to Chris Healy. Like he he wanted to go to a game. Yeah. And it's like I'm like I've been talking to him a little bit, but we haven't like hashed anything out. Um. But like the other thing too is it's like I think Dallas is going to be too expensive, so it's like it'll end up being Miami, and I'm like I'm in no rush to book the Miami trip. I actually think that's one where the longer you wait, the better it'll be. I think so too, probably. Because it was probably a rush right away. But yeah. The other thing too is it's not even Miami. You fly to Fort Lauderdale, stay in Hollywood, and the stadium is like the northernmost point yeah. of fucking <laughs> like kind of Miami. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not actually in Miami. No, and you're not even close to South Beach. Yeah. <laughs> which actually probably saves you a lot of travel. I was going to say it's probably not a bad thing, if we're being honest. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> I don't know where uh, where we're at now, but um, oh, I got some some interesting news right that uh, just came out recently. So there was a for the so for the first time since twenty uh, twenty. They were able to conduct some studies in schools, right? Because we're like through the whole fucking bullshit COVID stuff. Um, And what they found was there was the single largest drop in nationwide math scores among 13-year-olds in 50 years. So I don't know how long they've actually been tracking this information, but it's the biggest drop in math scores in 50 years from you know, call it spring of 2020 to spring of 2023. Uh, Obviously, there were a few years in there that don't have any data, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, So the National Assessment of Educational Progress, known as the Nation's Report Card, is a government test that tracks eighth graders' performance in various subjects. On Wednesday, it released the first math and reading data for 13-year-olds since 2020. And so from 1973, um, math scores for 13-year-olds steadily increased from 266 to 500. Oh, no, 266 out of 500 to an all-time high of 285 in 2012, and then slowly began to decline. And then uh, in 2020, the last year with data, the average score was 280. So now this year it is 271. So again, single largest drop in over 50 years. Uh, the U.S. students are now testing at the same level as they did in 1990. So um, it appears that it affects more in the lower achievers, right? So scores dropped an average of seven points 
for those in the 90th percentile. So for people, because this is math, right? So so for people that struggle with this, let me help you out. The 90th, if you score in the 90th percentile, that means you scored better than 90% of everyone that took the test, right? Whatever percentile you're in is like how much better you did than everyone else. So the people that scored the best, right, from the 90th percentile on, um, their scores dropped an average of seven points. But for those in the 10th percentile, so that's like you only scored better than 10% of people that took the test, their their scores dropped an average of 15 points. So literally double. Um, so the higher achievers dropped seven, the lower achievers dropped 15. So if you were already a low achiever to begin with, your scores have doubly dropped what the higher achievers were. So like the gap is widening basically, um, which kind of sucks, right? Cause I mean, that's really fucking stupid. Right. And some people talked about that, right. During, during the whole COVID lockdown, shutdown, closed schools, go to all virtual learning. Uh, I mean, the teachers are the real heroes of this. Let's not forget that. Um, and, you know, man, the, the the amazing things they were able to do to uh, continue teaching uh, virtually, right? What did wonders uh, for scores to just fucking plummet like this. So all those teachers that were bitching and moaning about, well, you know, we can't really go back into the schools yet. It's not safe, right? We get, We don't know if it's safe yet. No, you were just fucking lazy. Uh, and you wanted to sit in front of your computer screen and not have to deal with these kids in person. Uh, and because of that, and your unions that fought to keep kids, you know, virtual for as long as they did. Um, now our kids are fucking dumber. So <laughs> just like the line from um, Tom, no, not Tommy boy. Um, fuck, I'm blanking on the movie. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Jesus Christ. Um, we are now all dumber for having to put up with this bullshit, right? Quite literally, all the kids are dumber now. So I hope yeah, you're happy. I'll, I'll also tell you, it's definitely not just the COVID stuff anymore. I just, I think you have a, I think you have a few things at hand. One of them being an overall like softness. Yes. Or like a, a lenient approach to it. Like, yeah, like I can see that where kids it, are like, it, Oh, this is too hard for me. So I'm not going to try. Right. Or yeah. like just kind of throw their so, hands up. Like this is hard. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. Right. But then there's nothing forcing them to like overcome right. that because right. like if you're teaching in K through 12, you tell me, would you rather fail half your class and then deal with parents that are just as stupid as their stupid fucking kids. Yeah. Like, well, how did they fail? <clears throat> well, by math, because uh, this is math class, they scored less than a sixty average for yeah. the semester. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that could happen. Yeah. That's like impossible. That, but it, nope, see, that literally, that, but, it is possible. But that's kind of how it goes now. So, yeah. like, I don't know about you, because you may have gen, gen, generally got good grades. I generally got good grades. Yeah. You know, till I didn't. <laughs> and like when that shit, when that fucking shit came 
home, my parents never would have went to the teacher and been like, what, what are you doing in this class? Like, why, how is my son failing your class? Yeah, or my favorite would be like, why did my kid get a C? Or why did you give my kid a C? It's like, listen. I didn't get him shit. He fucking Listen, bitch. It. I didn't fucking give your kid anything. I get, they That's the score that they have in this fucking class. I didn't just yeah. wake up and be like, I'm going to give Charlie a C today. But like when my mother saw my grades and if she didn't like something, it was it was fucking on me. Exactly. She came yeah. and bitched at me. Yeah. And then I had to fucking figure it out. She gave me yeah. no solution, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I guess I'll fucking stay after once or twice so you fucking leave me alone. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, if you think of like a progression, so when, you know, because uh, we're, we're probably still a little young to fit this like linearly, but like our parents, they were worried about nuns fucking hitting them and shit. Forget yeah. bad grades. And then when and they then, would get home, they would if, get hit by yeah. their parents. Well, that's the thing is if you go home and you got bruises and shit, it's like, what the fuck are those bruises from? It's like, oh, the nun hit me. Then they're going to fucking hit you too for fucking right. doing bad and forcing the nun to hit you. Right, right. Yes, exactly. 100%. Those were all of the stories that I got about my dad as a kid. He would get hit by the fucking nuns at school and then he would go home and then my grandmother would fucking beat him with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> now, our generation was not really in the physical contact. A couple people here and there, probably. Yeah. yeah. Does grandma hit you with a wooden spoon? She might. My grandmother right. was way too fucking frail at that point. Like, yeah, I was good. Um, so yeah, like we really weren't getting hit, but when you brought home a bad grade, you had to fucking figure it out. Right. It was on you. And then, us. and then like, that would be the other thing too, would be like, okay, well you need to go talk to your teacher and you need to come up with a plan to get your grade up. Yeah. Then you go, oh, did you talk to whoever? Oh no, I didn't. What the fuck? Like, what? yeah, yeah. You need to fucking go get this shit figured out. Like, yeah, yeah. But now, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened to these parents. Like, because they're older than me. Right. So they're in between generations as well. Like, they may have still gotten hit. I don't know. Yeah. Or they're they're the Gen Xers, really. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's an, I don't know if it's access to the teachers, maybe. Because, like, the other thing, too, is, like, if my mother really wanted to speak with a teacher, how the fuck was she going to? Yeah, we didn't have email. <laughs> like, the, yeah, she, like there was like they weren't emailing teachers. Now everyone had email, but no one was. There was teachers were not giving out their email, right? right. And there were no portals to chat through. Like there was none of that. Yeah. Um, there was like, no unrestricted access to teachers. Correct. Correct. <laughs> like, like you would have to go talk. You would have to set up a parent teacher. That was conference. the thing. If my mother wanted to speak to my teacher, she would have to somehow get in touch with my teacher. And then my teacher would not only have to say yes, right. she would also have to set it up and have it be on her terms. Like, right. Because I think the schools used to set up two. I feel like there was like a parent teacher conference always in the fall and then like kind of like in the springtime. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I, I want to say we only had one, but. Yeah, whatever. maybe it was one. I don't know. It was a fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you wanted something outside of that, you had to like call the main office, send a the fucking secretary. messenger pigeon yeah. to fucking <laughs> City Hall. City Hall was going to have to reach out to the super, run it by the yeah. union first. And then at the very end of it, it was on the teacher to fucking handle it. Yeah. Or 
if the teacher wanted to like interact with your parents, this was a hilarious send a note. They would give us a note to bring to our parents. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, Mrs. Fucking Johnson wants to send a note home with little Johnny. So Johnny's parents can read it and sign it and bring it back. Whereas Johnny just takes the fucking note, signs it himself and hands it back to the teacher the next day. I mean, like that's how the communications used to go. Yeah, there's definitely I I think it. So I think overall, the education system has definitely gotten soft, like on either failing kids or grading kids too hard or seeing shitty scores. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like if you're the super of that district or is that how it works? Does the super run the district? Yeah. Okay. So if you're the super of that district, do you want your test scores to suck? Because if your test scores suck, then you look bad because no one's going to come into the schools and be like, yeah, but look at what these fucking kids are doing. Like, look how we're holding these kids accountable. Look at what they're learning. Like, look at the actual curriculum. They don't do that. Just show me the test scores. So then the super will be like, just make the fucking, can you just make sure that they know how to fucking take the test so everyone can fucking leave me the fuck alone and I don't have to bitch at you people anymore? Yeah. Like, I can see that being a thing. Kids are held to no level of accountability ever. None. Well, it comes down to like a money thing too, right? Because if you have a school district that say, I don't know what the average fail rate is, but say the average fail rate is like 10%, right? Of kids. But if you actually have people held accountable and like all of a sudden the fail rate is now like 30%, like the state might step in and be like, well, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like. You know, and now they're like funding their state funding is in jeopardy. Right. Or like, you know, whatever the fuck they would do. Yeah. So I think I think it's like an like so the education system is soft in general. And then I think you have a little like the kids are not like I'm serious. Kids are held to no level of accountability ever. No, No, none at all. None. And then like parents having direct access to teachers instead of having that barrier now the teachers can't really they have no incentive to grade hard evaluate hard actually teach like right like their incentive is whatever is going to give me the less amount of fucking problems in my life yeah especially once they get tenure right like i mean it's going to sound awful, but like once you get tenure as a student, I mean, as a teacher, you literally have to like diddle a student to get fired. Yeah, you got to do something very criminal. Like it's, or you got to like steal money from the booster fund, right? Or like, yeah, you, know, I was, <laughs> like, I was thinking you gotta, like, you got to do something really fucking bad to get fired once you have tenure. Rico, something in the Rico yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, let alone like all that shit too, right? You get a teacher who has been there for 10 years, right? They don't give a fuck. 15 years, 20 years, they don't give a fuck. Like, no, they can't fire me. So I'll just show up to work every day, do the bare minimum, hand out the same fucking slides that I was handing out 15 years ago. And uh, fuck it. Who cares? Because I have a job and I'm getting paid. And now the kids suffer. So, I mean, the other interesting thing about that in particular to this like piece of news is um, they said that math scores, P 
peaked in 2012 and then started to slightly decline since then. Um, I think that's really interesting because that's right about the that's time. A new well, I don't know about that, but that's right about the time that smartphones blew up, right? So the iPhone was produced for the first time in 2007 or 2008, right? It was seven. But like, you're not going to, you're not going to buy your kid a brand new iPhone in 2008, right? When it first comes out, like this is like a new novelty thing. But like four years later, when they're on the iPhone 4 or the iPhone 5, whatever they were on by then, you know, maybe you still have the old iPhone 3G that your kid has now. So it's like, okay, I can start to kind of like connect some dots there that like right around that 2012 time frame is when like the smartphones take over. And then it's like, well, someone could make the argument that like, well, why the fuck do you need to know how to do this crazy? No, that's stuff actually, that's actually true. When I have, um, a, when I have a fucking mega computer in my pocket. Cause I know I, I would say, I know I crushed like the kids, the parents, the teachers, whatever <clears throat> the need for like what math was when we, even when we took it doesn't matter. It's useless. Yeah. Like you can find the answers to your problems without limits, without knowing how to, you, you know, you need to know how to find it, but you don't need to know how to do it. And even that is now gone with AI and chat GPT. Yeah. You don't even know how to, you don't even need to know how to find the answers anymore. You literally just ask chat GPT a question and it'll, fucking, it'll answer for you. And then, and then I, I I know the classic. Well, how do you know they're right? Because they're fucking smarter than you. Yeah. The AI is smarter than you. Yeah. That's how you know. Because the AI gathers its data by combing the entire fucking internet. Yeah. That's how that's how the AI knows, right? Like they're the AI is not not yet at least it's not a sentient being, right? That learns and like the way that we learn, it literally analyzes the entire fucking internet. So like. When you Google something and you never go past the first page of Google because you just click on like the third thing down and that's exactly what you were looking for, AI goes through all like 3,572 pages that your fucking dumbass never goes past the third line. So they go through all of those pages in the entire internet and then they give you the answer. So that's how you know that fucking ChatGPT has the answer. Well, how do you know they're right? Those are the same dickheads that when we were in high school was like, well, you can't cite Wikipedia. That's not a, that's not a scholarly page. How often do you ever go to Wikipedia and something is incorrect? Pretty rare, right? Like it did, it does happen obviously, but like, it's pretty fucking rare that you go to Wikipedia and like when something is incorrect, it's like blatantly obvious because it's hilarious. Like I saw I, I last night I Googled, I actually took a screenshot of it because I thought it was fucking hilarious. So I Googled um, the Selkie trophy because, because I want, because Bergeron won the Selkie trophy for the sixth time, whatever. So I type in Selkie trophy and I click the Wikipedia link. I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the first line, the Frank J Selkie trophy, or simply known as the Selkie trophy is awarded annually to Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> 
Right. That's the first line. <laughs> like, obviously, that's a fucking joke, right? Like, it's it's pretty fucking hilarious. But then it goes on to say, like, the winner is selected by a poll of the Professional Hockey Writers Association of America following the regular season, named after Frank J. Selke, Selke the former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens, and has been awarded 47 times to 27 different players since 1977. Like, it gives you, like, literally accurate information. Yeah, it does. It does. So the same dickheads that are like, well, how do you know ChatGPT isn't lying are the same assholes that used to say, well, Wikipedia is not a reliable source. Yes, it fucking is. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with Wikipedia. Like, just because I didn't use fucking Scholastic Pro X fucking searching the National Archives for a stupid fucking article that no one has read since 1979... That literally, like, if I didn't have to write this bullshit paper, no one would. If high school kids across the country didn't have to write a bullshit paper on some this stupid exists. thing, there would be no need for this one fucking article that's still in the National Archives, right? Like, throw it the fuck away. Just go to Wikipedia. Yeah. I always <laughs> liked when I was citing books from like 1993 as if they were relevant in 2007. Yeah. Or what was the, the Lexus Nexus? Like, that was the, that was the fucking. The search engine or some bullshit like that we used in college, at least. It's like, oh, no, you have to cite your scholarly sources. Why? What's so different? The Wikipedia is going to put it in words that I can actually understand. (laughs) That's true. Like, I'm going to read a scientific study and it's like, I don't know what any of that just said. But you read on Wikipedia and it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. (laughs) Yeah, because it's real world and fucking English. Speak fucking English, Vakaitis. <laughs> so, fan fucking tastic. Um, we got anything else you want to cover before we wrap things up? Not really. All right, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to the world right now. It's great. <laughs> I got too much other shit to do. All right. All right. Let me pull up my final thought, because why would I be prepared? We only do them (laughs) at the end of every episode. All right. So, you ever make carbonara? Uh, I have not. You ever eat carbonara? Yes, many many times. Do you like carbonara? I do. I thoroughly enjoy carbonara. Okay. So, I don't know what prompted me, but when I was walking around the grocery store... I decided I was going to make a carbonara on Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Um, so I think my only hesitation in the past was like fear of fucking scrambling the eggs and then having like fried rice pasta. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Weird thing, which actually, if you really think about it, if you took eggs, scrambled them with bacon or pancetta or whatever, and mixed pasta in, unorthodox, yes, probably would taste fine. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want that. I wanted to like actually successfully do this. So I think I used like Tyler Florence's recipe from Food Network, whatever. Shout out to Tyler Florence. Sup, Tyler Florence. <laughs> Great food Turk race. Um uh, and I successfully made it. It's pretty easy. And all right. 
The only the only snafu. So there's a couple rules you have to play by. One of them being your egg mixture has to be off the heat. You can't do it on the heat. So that's a rule. It's an easy rule, but do it on the heat. You're probably getting scrambled eggs. <laughs> and then the other thing too is having like the reserve pasta water. That was helpful too because mine was like, it was coming out pretty clumpy. Um, so I just threw the pasta water in there and it did kind of like smooth everything out. Uh, those, so I guess the rule is off the heat, then you don't scramble it. Otherwise, this shit's fucking easy. Um, off the heat, I did leave the eggs out for like an hour. So like they came up to temperature, like they weren't cold, whatever. So like this, like, so there's some precautions you can take, like leave the eggs out and make sure you have the pasta water in case you need to be creamy or whatever. Um, I would also say if you have the ability, this isn't a make or break. I used uh grated Pecorino Romano, <laughs> which was already grated for me. Yeah. If you feel so inclined to actually sit there and grate it or shred it yourself, it'll probably melt a little bit better and become a little more cohesive. Cause like you could tell some of the grates didn't mix, mm-hmm. which is fine. Doesn't take anything away. Yeah. Just it's like a it's just like a consistency thing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sitting there like, is that scrambled eggs or is that clump of cheese? I can't tell. <laughs> but fine. Um now, so one credit to myself for making carbonara, very fucking easy. Like super fucking easy. I use pancetta. So, so for the dumb idiots out there that are uncultured swine, uh carbonara is basically would you call it an egg wash or like an egg and cheese sauce? Um egg egg based. So it's a it's a it's a sauce made of eggs. Yeah. And actually the sauce is just eggs and cheese. It's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and and reserve pasta water. I yeah. maybe added some pepper and maybe a little bit of like Italian seasoning. Like did. Um <laughs> So, as most of you know, because we've mentioned it before, but if you haven't been paying attention, I don't blame you. Uh, I will not tolerate lactose. Won't do it. So, I make a carbonara. I also have plans that day to make a pizza. And I'm sitting there like, how is this going to go? Like, <laughs> seriously, how is this going to go? Now, this is also an issue like uh, Michaela's friend was in this weekend. So it's just like the weekend that Michaela wasn't here. I just made like entirely, utterly way too much fucking food. So now I knew they were here and I knew they weren't really like eating with me. Like if they were around, they would. But like I wasn't cooking for it. Like I knew I wasn't cooking for them. Right. So let me make all this fucking food and have like all this fucking extra shit. Like fucking craziness. Like I don't know what the fuck gets into me, but whatever. Um. The the inner Italian grandma. Uh, seriously, like I'm. St- I like I, I. That was my. It, that was either an opening thought or a final thought before. But I'm like, yeah. I understand. I kind of get it now. But like, I don't. So I I get it, but I can't explain it. It still doesn't make any <laughs> damn sense. Like, why the fuck are you making all this? It's fucking yeah. insane. Um, it was all delicious, but like, insane. But second credit to myself, I didn't eat the entire batch of carbonara and I didn't eat the entire pizza. 
<laughs> so we skirted where we're good because <laughs> I figured it was going to be like just an absolute ravaging on my stomach. Yeah, that could have uh, could have certainly gone that way, but it didn't. So credit to my cooking skills and credit to my self-control so that I didn't end up shitting myself. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see, which one do I want to go for my final thought here? Um, <clears throat> I guess it'll be pretty quick. I'll, um, I'll touch on some more, uh, SCOTUS action here. This for the Supreme court. So apparently the Supreme court has multiple, um, rulings that they still need to come down on this week. Again, you know, obviously this will be Thursday's episode, but we always record it on Tuesday nights. Uh, so there's still a little bit of time, maybe by the time this comes out or by the time you're listening to this, there might be some decisions already come out and Twitter has exploded and burnt down and people's hair is caught on fire and they're freaking out one way or the other. Right. Notice that I didn't say like, if they forgive student loans or if they don't, because either way, there's going to be people that are fucking butthurt over it. Um, so there's some other things too, right? So one of them that I thought was interesting was there's a ruling that could officially end affirmative action, which is interesting, right? Because... A lot of people probably um, can sit there and make an argument that affirmative action is good, right? Because it prevents racism, right? It it prevents um, disallowing, you know, membership to a group or, you know, for a college or anything like that, admission to a college based on your ethnicity. However, as of recently, affirmative action seems to have gone too far, uh, like most things when you let the government do whatever they want for long enough, uh, as I let my inner Ron Swanson come out here. Um, what has actually happened, and we've talked about this on previous shows, that the people, uh, there have been multiple people that have now sued Harvard University because it was proven that Harvard University would um, discriminate against Asians in admissions, that they had higher standards for anyone of Asian descent to get in versus anyone of, you know, white, black, Hispanic, whatever the fuck else there is out there. Um, so again, this is like a weird, it's a, it's a weird way that affirmative action kind of has like gone wrong. Right. Cause they, Harvard used the argument that like, they're just allowing more people of other races in, but in a way they're discriminating against Asians in that way. Right. So, so that lawsuit had made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, <clears throat> so, so there was another lawsuit against the University of North Carolina, um, which claimed that they violated the 14th Amendment 
um, which prohibits racial discrimination by government entities. So both of these cases are now sitting at the Supreme Court, and the ruling here um, could be a big one because it could end affirmative action um, basically across the country, right? It, it wouldn't be like a sweeping, this is all done and over with, right? Like, But it would set the precedent that all of these other places would now, you know, they would have to follow suit, right? So kind of interesting. Um, it's like, this is like the one time that the Supreme Court is actually interesting, apparently. It's like the two weeks leading up to their fucking summer break. <laughs> fucking losers. Um, because they just hold all of their decisions. Because it was right around this time last year that they overturned Roe v. Wade. And again, remember, was everyone was flipping out. Everyone was like, oh my God, you know, the fucking abortions are going to go away. No one's going to be able to get abortions, right? And then that didn't actually happen. Right. And have you heard a peep out of anybody about abortion since then? No, you haven't. So now I think it was Texas. It was either Texas or Florida that passed like a really goofy law that said you can't get an abortion past six weeks, which is like kind of fucked up because a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant until after six weeks. Um, I forget what state did that, but like I don't, I'm sure there's ways around it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know enough about it to really, you know, opine on it other than that's kind of a shitty fucking law. Um, I think I feel like most Sounds like Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, I think Tennessee just banned it outright. Maybe that sounds more like Tennessee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most states are in that like 12 to 15 week range with, I think, which I think is totally fucking reasonable. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had all those people like clamoring, being like, oh my God, abortion is going to go away forever. And it's like, no, it it didn't, right? It's now just a, it's a state by state issue versus the federal government, um, which is how most things should be. Because once again, the federal government is awful and it sucks and I hate it. So um, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting to see how that goes and watch everyone's hair fucking spontaneously combust, right? Could you imagine? If the Supreme Court ends affirmative action, all of the fucking people all over Twitter and all over the media, well, Supreme Court's racist. Well, of course they would rule that they're racist. Like, like you, can, you have the headlines right now, right? Like, I'll print them for you right now. You don't even need to fucking pay an editor to come up with these headlines, right? It's Supreme Court is racist. There you go. Done. Print it. Boom. I got it four days early. <laughs> on Tuesday before the fucking rulings come out on Thursday or Friday. Like it's so predictable. That's going to be an annoying news day. If that happens. Yeah. That's going to be one of those where like I switch Twitter to the following only version. Cause you oh, can... I only go off of following. I, got, I, don't <laughs> care what anybody, I do not care what fucking Twitter has to recommend for me. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a, That'll be a day I read extra pages in my book versus uh, <laughs> going on fucking. I'll go to media. I'll go to a local public bathroom and read the fucking stalls instead. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Call this number for a great time. <laughs> I actually watched that movie at on that day before. I was like three hours off of like 
the time, which is fucked up because the time's like two thirty in the morning. <laughs> what is, what is it? In Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh on yeah. the stall. Yeah. It's like it's like March 15th or something. <laughs> it's like the I, it might be the Ides of March. I don't know. I forget. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Um Shout out to but Nikos. it's like be, be here at like March 15th at 2:30 and I think I was watching it at like 11. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So that is going to do it for us. Uh so thank you for watching on YouTube. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, hit that button up top, uh, like rate review, wherever you're at. If you're, even if you're an audio only guy, you can do that too. Uh, and also if you're on Apple and Spotify, you can leave us a review. So that would greatly help us out, uh, help new people find the show and all the rankings and ratings and all that bullshit that they do. Uh, all those, uh, reviews actually do matter. So whatever, what else matters is you telling everybody you know about the show. Just fucking tell them. Just blurt it out randomly. Be like, you should listen to Sarcasm Speaks. Right? Just see what they say. Um, and while you're doing all that, you can uh, get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Uh, the Twitter handle is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. We're on Facebook at Sarcasm Speaks. The website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. You go to the merch store and buy... Anything you want, basically, with our fucking logo on it, uh, whether that's T-shirts, cup holders, fucking koozies, aprons, pillows. You can get throw pillows with our logo on it, which I think is pretty hilarious. Uh, quite literally anything you you need. Uh, and then you can go to moonbrew.com and use the promo code Jared16159 to get 10% off your order there. Shout out to someone who listens to the show uh, that just used the promo code like two days ago. <laughs> so I got a I got a notification that someone bought some stuff and they used the promo code. So, I mean, I've only been talking about it for like two fucking months, um, but someone actually bought it. So shout out to you, whoever you are, uh, faithful listener, watcher. Uh, don't forget to use honey with it. Again, I talked about it. I don't know if the person that bought it um, heard the initial um, episode when we onboarded them to the show. Uh, fantastic product. It works great, um, but it is very bitter. So it takes some getting used to, but you can cut it with a uh, teaspoon of honey and you will be completely fine. Uh, it tastes totally fine as long as you you know, sweeten it up. I like honey. They give you a, like a little instruction thing and say you can use milk or fucking almond milk if you're a vegan or whatever the fuck you do. So uh, again, that's moonbrew.com. Uh, then you can go to grillyourassoff.com and use the promo code sarcasmpod uh, to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. That's not it. I just said grillyourassoff.com. <laughs> And then said mybookie.com. So if you go to mybookie.com and use the promo code SarcasmPod, they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Grill your ass off will not do that. Do not ask Grill Your Ass Off for a thousand dollars. They will not give it to you. Uh, however, they will give you fantastic uh accoutrements, right? For cooking, as well as seasonings and uh barbecue sauces and pickles and all kinds of shit over there i fucking love grillyrassoff.com i use them almost every single time i cook uh so if you use that promo code sarcasm pod over there you will get 10 percent off every single time you check out 
you will not get a thousand dollars from GrillYourAssOff.com, uh, but you will get that from MyBookie.com. So uh, that is going to do it for us. So until next time, good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.